Welcome to Hi Right Now Unfiltered. I'm Stephen Choi, your host. How's the vibe? Hi Right Now Unfiltered gives you a raw glimpse into the launching of my startup on a mission to empower you to form deep, meaningful connections. In this episode, I'll introduce you to Ashley, founder of Cyber Alarm and Lockdown Gardener. About a month ago, Ash attended one of our invite-only events and he got instantly hooked on the Hi Right Now experience. He got the vibe right away. Just a few days after his first experience, he pitched the idea of him working with us. We started talking almost every day, and he invited me to come down to his house in Ibiza to get to know each other in person and work together for a few days. I took him up on the offer. It was definitely a lot of fun choosing to fly out of London to Ibiza just when the UK was starting lockdown 2.0. So after meeting on High Right Now for the first time, we finally met in person and discussed a lot of stuff, like our vision, roadmap, brand positioning, go-to-market, and pricing. On my last day, we went to the co-working space, The Hub, hosted our weekly Hi Right Now experience, and recorded this episode. So let's get started. Ash, it's surreal realizing that I'm sitting here with you at this co-working space called The Hub in Ibiza, out of all places, and meeting you on Hi Right Now a few weeks ago, quickly getting involved, getting to know you, and working together and flying down here a few days ago from London and staying at your place here in Ibiza, everything just happened so quickly, right? <laughs> obviously, this type of serendipitous meaningful connection is what we stand for at High Right Now. Absolutely. And what we're executing the vision for. Yeah. And I want to take this opportunity to really introduce you to our High Right Now audience. So if you can say hi. Hi, everyone. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. As you say, kind of very serendipitous. And I love the fact that I think my first high right now was like four or five weeks ago. And within a week, I was kind of reaching out to you and to Max and George and saying, I, you know, it's kind of crazy. I'm busy on a lot of other projects, but I need to be involved in this. I think I can help. And so, you know, now you're here in Ibiza. We spent the last uh, few days plotting and kind of thinking about how to really explode this brand and just make it the amazing thing and just make it this loved thing globally yeah which I, I, it needs to be yeah so i i personally feel super super grateful to have met someone like you something that my mom told me a few years ago is that one of the best things that can happen to you in your life is actually meeting the right people and when you meet the right people anything can happen anything is possible yeah and that's coincidentally that's what we stand for yes right and then funny enough I'd say when we first got connected and just like your enthusiasm, your energy, and just the way you relate to me and the team and every single one of us, it really sort of like humbled me. I want <laughs> someone like him on board so that like it'd be, really be the evangelist. So yeah. really, really, they, we, we were all impressed. <laughs> but I, I, I want to get a better understanding and also, also I want our audience to have a better understanding of what actually made you become like this, like, <laughs> this like, effortless connector and then what kind of like your journey right like what led you mm. to experience all these amazing things that you told me about and what led you to like right now this point. yeah so i mean i'm going through quite a year of transformation that had started before covid and before this pandemic but it's definitely accelerated through it and it's funny when i reached out to you and to the team to say i wanted to get involved and i put this little deck together hi i'm ash and it's like five pages like how am i gonna express to these guys that you know, they're busy making this amazing thing. There's a great team and I want to be part of it. How does that work? And I listened to the podcast, sort of stalked you a little bit to understand you better. And I really got this sense that, that you 
had been on a journey to really understand your purpose and your why. And I kind of went through that exercise my, myself. You really helped me actually to really interrogate. Right, so the last 15 years, I've been working as a creative director, running a video agency, using my kind of skill at creating, coming up with ideas and connecting people to do some cool video. I mean, we've done cinema ads for the British Museum. We've done online campaigns for lastminute.com and, and science organizations, all this stuff, all this various stuff. And so before COVID, this was already kind of happening within me. It was like, actually, I was starting to tire of that. And I wanted to find a way to use the skills I had to do something different. And so my why now, you helped me get there, actually, is I'm using my power to create and to connect to build businesses that I'm passionate about. So Etio's still running in a very different form. Before COVID, there was five people in my team. I had an office. Now it's completely remote. I'm now in Ibiza. I had been working before COVID in building a cybersecurity platform with two uh, co-founders, Dominic and Matt, which went live last week. So as I say, I shouldn't be getting distracted with this, but couldn't help myself. And, and yeah, I've been mentoring some people and advising some people in any way that I can to help, just businesses I thought were interesting and cool. And now kind of here we are with, with Hyrite now. It's kind of working cleverer, right? Whereas before with Etio, I was spending seven days a week chasing work. Now I'm spending a day a week on that, that work and focusing the energy of that on bringing you out to Ibiza and going, right, I'm going to block three days. I'm not going to do anything else and let's make some progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious though, right? Obviously, I understand better, but I guess for the audience, you obviously have this uh, entrepreneurial streak, like video agency, lockdown gardener, you know, oh, yeah. security. Forgot about that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. But what, what, what about the lockdown, lockdown what was gardener? The, what was the <laughs> like so, I mean, Etio, this is the video agency, got mothballed pretty much immediately under lockdown. We were working on a few projects. I had to finish a documentary basically in my house, filming like random stuff to, to pull this film together because I couldn't go anywhere, which was interesting. And I, I just, I can't sit still. I needed to find a way to make some money, to be frank. And, and I was thinking, you know, what do people want at this point? And there were some opportunities around live video, but I just, I'm not really interested in that. I love documentary. And so I was thinking, what do people need? And a cinematographer who worked for me, Phil, great guy, had started delivering fruit and veg locally. And that was going really well. That was kind of scaling up, you know, small scale. And I got, someone sent me a link to a business that was delivering plants, but it was really like, be grateful for what you can get. This stuff's going to go in the bin and we can't tell you what we're going to get you, but pay us 50 quid, we'll give a bit to charity and you'll get some plants. I just thought that was a bit underwhelming and that actually there's all these people stuck at home. They want to be in their gardens. And my wife, Justine, wonderful Justine, had had worked for one of the biggest garden centers in the country as a marketing director. I had done some filming in that kind of garden sector and had worked with a garden consultant called um, Jonathan, who's like a horticulture guy, born and bred. And I like said to Justin, and got this idea. She was like, sounds quite cool. Spoke to Jonathan. I said, where, where do these plants come from? He said, oh, I know one of the biggest suppliers. They're a mile down the road from me. That was Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, built the website on Squarespace just quickly. 
That's not an ad. Um, <laughs> we're not sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> Webflow is all, it's all about Webflow now. So stayed up two nights till like four in the morning. Friday, we sorted out supply. Saturday, we launched just sharing stuff on street WhatsApp groups and Facebook. And by Monday morning, we had 240 orders. By, by the time we did our first delivery, we had 420. We got six vans. We got space in a golf club car park. And yeah, it was a complete disaster the first week, but then we kept going. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, very exhilarating, exhausting, but it really gave me a lot of confidence, actually. I'd been working on this cybersecurity startup, CyberAlarm, and I, in the back of my mind, I've always been one step disconnected from the sale. And now suddenly I, with my partners, built this thing and, you know, 970 orders, I think we did in eight weeks. Like we made something real, we made, you know, revenue <laughs> quickly. Right, right. Yeah. And so now that gives me incredible confidence with Cyberlarm and with High right now. Mm. It's like we have something here that is so powerful that is solving, and we've probably come onto that, what I see to be a key challenge we're facing, mm. not just now under COVID and the pandemic, but the online communities have been facing up to this point. Mm -hmm. And we can solve these these challenges, these problems with our product, and especially as it refines more and more, and it has a value. Mm. And when I'm passionate about something, there's, there's nothing better than being passionate about something you're selling because you're not trying to palm off something, you know, a dodgy car and somebody doesn't need it. You're selling something you, you really believe in. And that, I think that's powerful from the experience of the customer. Gotcha. I see. So when I, when I look at your, your journey, kind of uh, getting yourself involved in these different entrepreneurial ventures, from a third party perspective, I can see that oh, they're a little bit disconnected, right? From running a video agency to running a cybersecurity company, the Lockdown Governor, and now High Right Now. What actually draws you to what we're doing at High Right Now? Is it is it purely a, kind of like a business perspective? Is like, hey, there's a huge problem, and then these guys are solving in mm -hmm. uh, the problem in a very unique way, or does meaningful connection mean something to you? Like, what, what about culture. it? Culture. Culture. Culture, yeah. So... CyberAlarm came out of a friendship. Uh, Dominic and I have known each other since we were seven. Yeah. He, he floated this idea with me. We tossed it around and thought about it. I had a perspective on it. Then we turned it into a company. Etio is kind of a bit out of necessity, Lockdown Gardener. What grabbed me by the throat with High Right now was, was the amazing culture that, that is at the heart of this business. And, you know, we were talking to someone the other day, weren't we? They, they said about Kool-Aid companies. It's like I drank the Kool-Aid and I was like, I want to be part of this. So, so it's culture, but it's also, I, well, my why about creating and connecting, mm -hmm. you know, I'm primed for what this is all about. Yeah. I'm all about authentic and deep connection. I'm all about bringing people together. And, you know, that's why I've loved on high rent now. Like, Andrew, you should speak to Paul, my friend, because you guys would really vibe together. Mm -hmm. So it facilitates what I love doing anyway. So yeah. it's kind of addictive. Yes. Yeah, speaking of which, today's event was pretty incredible. I mean, yeah. we had over 50 RSVPs and then you brought on the majority of the people there. Mm. So it was exhilarating just kind of like mm. people at person to person and be like, oh, you know, Ash. <laughs> so that, was that. that was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was a great event. I mean, the shift for me this week was sort of theming something. So we talked about change makers. It was a bit of an experiment, right? So this is an event about change makers and an idea of mashing up different communities. So we took the hub, Google campus that I'm part of, 
and I can't even remember the other communities that we kind of brought in, Startup Fuel, I think we talked to. So it was like, how can we bring these communities together? Because it's really important on this platform that it's inspiring people, they excite you. Yeah. That's, that's fundamental, and that's hard work. Yeah. I think the analogy we gave just before, it's like a nightclub or something. It's like you need the right people to come so right. the vibe is right. right. And that sits alongside this, this focus that, that we're all focusing on now around online communities, online first communities, and, and really drilling down onto really helping a specific person. Mm-hmm. So how can we bring on these really cool communities and how can we get them to kind of bounce off each other? Right. And so it was a little bit of an experiment in that today. So I, I loved it. Yeah. It was, it was cool having people in Ibiza talking to someone in London. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of a, I think someone on it today said, you know, it's like I've gone around the world yeah. and, and just met all these cool people. And it's like, you know, we're doing something you can't even do in real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like I met someone. I met someone when I was traveling in Bali three months ago, and then I met someone. We've just done it in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that's exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, when you're talking about that, it kind of reminded me of reading this book called Delivering Happiness. I think that's the name of the book uh, by Tony Shen, Zappos, founder and CEO. And then one of the things that he talks about is that like every every employee he hires, uh, he gets them to, or the the company would get them to essentially wear all the different hats. So like you have to do this and this and this and that. Like we're pretty much like getting an entire deep understanding of the business, how, how it operates. So yeah. like, even though you came to me and us saying like, hey, I wanna help you guys out with partnerships, growth and all that stuff. You've hosted this event essentially. You are helping us out with like messaging, you know, yeah. branding and everything. Positioning. So like, yeah, positioning <laughs> and everything. And so then like, jumping in, cause Max and George are so busy. And then I found out you were using I mean, what I've loved about this is learning about new stuff. Now, I'm not old, I'm 40, but I feel like I'm getting <laughs> old. But like Webflow that we're using for web builds. I mean, I was a web designer. I've got a bit of a complicated career history. Anyway, I worked as a web designer, like Web 1.0, like back, Boo.com and all, LastMinute.com, all of that. And so I, was, I, I did web design. I did it as part of my film degree. And I was like, I, I can do this. And so I love web, but I felt more and more and more disconnected from it. Mm. Like, what are the tools I should use? And I've ended up on Squarespace, but getting frustrated. And then uh, Max said about Webflow. And then I'm addicted to that. I spent like (laughs) two, three days sort of plotting out ideas with the website. And then with with Lenny and, and Jen kind of... That's what's been so great about the team is I've been jumping in on web side of things that isn't really my responsibility but I'm not really getting in the way of anything and there was this beautiful serendipity that you and I were messing about on Webflow and then the next day Lenny and, and Jen came back almost like we'd communicated with them sort yeah. of virtually That's and they'd was, kind I, of I progressed you, did, you, did you tell them no <laughs> yeah. it was it was mad it was like wow how did that and it's because we're all we've got all got our, our heads focused on the objective and we're all moving in the same direction. And, and yeah, there, there hasn't really been... It was a bit weird for me kind of coming in because I was like, I don't want to tread on any toes here. Yeah, I remember you, you kept yeah, on saying that. I was and a I was bit like, worried. Yo, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. worry about that, honestly. Yeah, yeah I was a little yeah. bit worried about that. But because, you know, that's so common in other organizations. Mm-hmm. I mean, the worst example I had, I, my first job was uh, as a graduate in advertising. And as a graduate, they asked us to do the company Christmas card. 
And I came up with this slightly crazy idea of lighting the whole building up as a Christmas present. So I had 148 windows. And basically the first floor and second floor were green, like, you know, those kind of Christmas like rope lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought 148 timers. And then I had the rope lights. So the, the second and first and second floor were green. However, the, the, the middle floor was red. And then I worked out that if you, you could cut these rope lights and bind them together. So then we worked out how to do the bow. Yeah. And it was at the top of Great Portland Street. You could see it from Oxford Street. It lit up the whole Plymouth Street. It was amazing. Anyway, mad, completely mad. The other thing was the hooks that held them onto the window, I stuck them to the glass. And I only found out afterwards that it had previously been the American Embassy and all the windows had bulletproof oh, film on damn. them. So when I went to take the hooks off, I scratched this film. Anyway, <laughs> going back a step, when I first was thinking about the idea, I sat down with the designer from the agency and I said, I, I was kind of thinking and I went to get a pen and I put it on the paper and I went to draw because that's how I kind of think I'd sketch stuff out. I went to draw this idea I had and he stopped the end of my pen and went, that's my job. It's like, whoa. whoa. So that kind of putting into boxes that other companies do, the reality is why, you know, we're scrappy, we've got competitors, but the reason we'll beat them is because mm-hmm. we're just all aligned on this vision and we're not getting in each other's way. And that's incredible. You, you can't compete with that, even yeah. if you've got some really senior bigwigs. In fact, I think they yeah. kind of get in each other's way. So. Gotcha. So that was your context coming into high right now. So that's why you were like, hey, I don't want to step on anyone's company. Yeah, yeah. And I've, yeah. I mean, I, I worked in advertising. Then I was a cameraman for the BBC. Then I worked in strategy at Martin Spencer. I've done lots of stuff. I've experienced big organizations. And then I work for myself. Yeah. I just want to collaborate and work with great people. And, and that's within Etio. I've got an A team of people that I've worked with for years. Right. Who I just love working with. And I know we sort of have that kind of mental connection where yeah. I don't have to say a lot and Sean, who I work with, or Dan crack on with some amazing animation or Angus and Tom write some beautiful music. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't take a lot for that magic to happen. And that's, that's yeah. serendipity. We keep yeah. using that word, but it's, yeah, it's exactly. a great word. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that kind of strikes me as we build this company is that we keep on attracting and running into people who are a little bit they don't really fit the stereotypical mold you know yeah. just like i mean hearing your story and even myself you know everyone george max laney jen sandra everyone has like a like this like unique edge and i think yeah maybe maybe that's what uh, attracts us together you know and i, I appreciate yeah that, you know? yeah i think that's that's a rare thing or well, what's exciting about something at this stage I mean, I feel very blessed and lucky that I bumped into you. Because the, the other thing with serendipity is, is someone just happened to mention Hi Right Now to me. They're like, you should check out this thing. Yeah. Oh my God, I've forgotten her name. Liz. Liz, 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 Liz. Liz, Liz. Thank Liz you, Liz. Lee. Yeah. I mean, isn't that mad? Whereas I've had some tough times with business as well. When, when uh, my son came along, my, my company, it would have been easier to close it. I had to kind of fire everyone, start again. And I applied for some jobs at that point. I hadn't applied for jobs in like 10 years and no one interviewed me. No one even had a conversation because it's like, who the, you know, what's this guy? He's been running his own thing. He's doing all of this. How would that ever fit into our culture? Like literally no one was available to kind of chat. So, so I think companies find it very hard to hire outside the mold. They're like, we need a person in this role and like, you know, we work at 
know, Microsoft or Google, so we need an Apple person. Or, yeah. but, but if you can be really disruptive and go, well, actually, you know, we work in media, let's hire someone in sport who's got just a different spin on something. Yeah. That kind of thinking is, is hard for, for companies to do mm-hmm. that are bigger. But at this stage, it's like, I don't know, it's all kind of meshing. Yeah. It's it, that we don't have an HR department. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> CVs. Yeah. Have you seen anyone's CV from our core team? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should show you it. You're like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um. <laughs> Better not know. You know? <laughs> yeah. Before we wrap it up, any, any tips or advice for aspiring entrepreneurs or vibers, <laughs> people who are trying to figure stuff out during these... Uh, yeah unprecedented and tough times yeah i mean it's funny that you're saying that with a smile it's a challenging world that we live in at the moment but i'm really excited about it i think it's a very entrepreneurial time i think when the world is in flux it opens up a lot of opportunities and so i guess my advice would be i guess my attitude is why not rather than what if it's like the gardening business. Yeah. Like, as I say, like the first week, I think we had 70 redeliveries. It was, it was a lot of fixing as we go. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just kind of worry about thinking things through too much. And a year down the line, you know, some idea they had, they've not progressed it forward. It's mm-hmm. like, just give it a go. Find some people you vibe with who are also aligned on that vision. Yeah. And just make something happen. What's the worst that could happen? You know, it, it, you do something for a couple of months and realize it's not going to work or it's going to fail and then you move on to something else. Right. And I know I'm slightly biased in saying that because that comes naturally to me. Mm-hmm. But I think if it doesn't come naturally to you, it's, uh, it's a good exercise mm-hmm. to challenge yourself to, to think, actually, how could I just start this tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No matter how scrappy it is or whatever yeah, yeah, it yeah. is, because that's the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Hundred percent. No, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Something that stood out to me, I mean, you already said it, was that a couple of people have reached out to me over the past few months saying like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Can you help me out with this? Like younger people, right? And my advice is that, hey, you need to really, really make sure that what this company does is aligned with your vision, right? Mm. And then like, once they feel that it's very, very genuine, they can like their soul. And that's what I felt from you. I think you have this like, just the way you approach and everything, you're super passionate. You did all your research and you made a presentation deck and everything and you're like, yo, and you just completely surprised me, right? <laughs> so I would say like, you know, people who are listening to this, take that approach, take that on board. Yeah, do you, I mean, to young people starting out, I mean, I've got a great intern working with me on, on Cyberlarm. He's been helping a little bit on high right now in the background. But he's trying to figure stuff out at the moment. Yeah. I think my advice to younger people is you can't make a mistake on the direction you head in. Mm-hmm. Just do something mm-hmm. that feels right for now. Figure out what you don't want to do. Just start. It's kind of the same as what I was saying before. Yeah. And, and yeah, kind of, I think you can get caught when you're younger, perhaps on things having to be perfect and culture having to be right. So and, true, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I worked for companies I did not link with or connect with. And that's kind of a good learning too. Yeah. But, yeah, just get started. Whether you're starting your own little idea, your own little enterprise, be scrappy, yeah. kind of figure it out. And, and if you're young and starting out, just, just start doing something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just start making something happen because the, the people that I've hired as interns 
I mean, James King was on the on the high right now today. I hired him as a graduate, as an intern, and he just was super driven and really knew what he was good at and how he could help me. And, you know, he, within very few years, had risen up to head up film distribution for a, for, for a film distributor because he's just that kind of amazing type. And I'm, I'm always on the lookout for people like that. Yeah. And it's not just me, like business owners. If, if, if you're driven like that, that's incredibly attractive when it's combined with research and personalization and as a person who's receiving a, a letter, an email or whatever, that you're like, this isn't a, you know, email that's going out to 100 people. Like this person's really focused their efforts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool, nice. Well, with that, I think we'll uh, wrap it up. Hmm? Uh, it's almost 9 p.m. here in Ibiza. Yeah, curfew <laughs> at 10, yeah, so <laughs> we've got to get some food. Crazy times, but <laughs> thanks a lot again, Ash. Thank and you. Uh, let's, let's do this again. Perfect. Yeah, cool. Cheers. Right. Toodaloo.